This is your Frederick Real Estate Update, a conversation about the regional real estate market with tips for buyers and sellers. Your hosts, REMAX Results, Darren Ahern and Presidential Bank Mortgages, Terry Kernan. Welcome back to your Frederick Real Estate Update. This is Terry Kernan, and I'm sitting in for Darren, who is on his way. He promised he'd be here on time, but we're running a couple minutes late, and he just walked in. So, you okay? Yep. All right, we're live. So Darren just got in, and we're um, just getting things going here. All right. Good to see everybody. I am late. Sorry, I'm two seconds late here to the big party, as they say. So good to see everybody. Hope you're having a great week. All right, Terry, let's get right into everything here. By the way, phone lines are open, 301-694-9363. We definitely want to hear from you guys. Any comments, questions, and what you're experiencing, thinking about, and considering about the real estate market, mortgage stuff, and all that good things like that. So... All right, Terry, let's get right into the numbers. Last week, inventory, 441 total. Take a wild, crazy guess what it is this week. You're not going to believe it. Take a guess, take a guess, take a guess. 470? 493. 490. Your your 500 mark is in jeopardy. It's in jeopardy. It's coming up. I'm going to lose my trip and dinner and all that fun stuff. So I need everybody right now to get get your home under contract, do whatever it takes. Keep that number down, right? 308 resales. We do have 185 new construction, which is a little above the average we normally see. So all these builders are like, hey, you know, I I think they're just, uh, we got a lot of communities going on, and I think more inventory is what's the norm right now. And um, so a little bit of slowdown in that department. And uh, so they're just getting them out there. 308 resales, 44 average days on market. So that's staying very level with where we're at. We were between 40 and 44 averaging, and so that's not going up tremendously, which is good. Um, I just got an offer last night on a place in Montgomery County right down by you. Um, It's been on the market about seven days, about a week. Okay. Townhouse right there by Crown and Rio, and um, yeah, got a great cash offer. Give me the keys in one week, you know, no nothing but a regular inspection, and let me see the HOA condo docs, and we're done. So... And the other one I have over there, near there, another one that's uh, getting showings today. And so it's fine. It's all good. 481 is the average median price of these homes. 43 coming soon. So like I said, that's the thing that we know. Um, that's probably not going to pick up until December or January. We should probably see it get to 70 or higher. But we really need it to get to 100 or more to give buyers a lot more selection and to get towards more balanced market. And we'll see if that happens or not. So pending under contracts, 290. Um, the total was 584, but 290 um, with the uh, total with um, new is 490. Resales is the 290. So I'm sorry, opposite. So sold in the last 30 days, 360. That is a low number. That's we got, a very low number. Yeah, because we were hovering around 12, 1400 at the height or yeah, 1,000. That's like, a huge number. In the summer months, we see like 800 to 1,000, and now we're already down below 400 on past sales. So that whole uh, train is caught up with each other as far as neck and neck. 20 average days in the market with those 30, the days of the last 30 days sales. But that 44, that's going to come up, of course, with all the stuff that we're doing now. Uh, lots for sale. Oh, the average uh, price sell uh, ratio, 98.6. So, so that's under 100 bucks. Under 100. We've been under 100 a little bit for a while now. And that just shows that um, that's the impact of about half the sellers having to reduce their price to get an offer 
or they're getting an offer that is less than asking price already. Those two elements is what's pushing that number down further each, um, you know, pretty consistently now. Very little, though. Nothing crazy, but but there's definitely a little bit within all that. Um, and the bad part, Terry, the bad part of that number is has the new construction in that. So I think if you take the new construction out, it's going to be a little different because the new construction is always 100% or higher depending on the base price and then all the additional things you add and all that stuff like that. So that number may be a tad high possibly, but I'll have to double check. I don't think that included just resale numbers, which I like because that's the new data. That's the right data. 74 lots for sale, 11 under contract. So that's not too bad. In fact, today I'm looking at an eight and a half acre lot with uh, a new gentleman from the internet that got me off our Remax site that we're going to go check out the lot. And um, and, and uh, it's $250,000 for a Eight and a half acre buildable lot. So that's all that's that good, good stuff. So not too bad. All right, let's get into it. Mortgage stuff. <laughs> Should we even talk about mortgage stuff and <laughs> no, numbers, no, money? No. So we just want to bypass that. We we probably should, but I think it's fair to say that um, what we're seeing is just a tremendous amount of volatility in the market. So it's very, very hard to uh, gauge where pricing is. How often do rates change every day? Um, you know, we can go two, three days where rates are like hardly any bumps here or there mm-hmm. in a in a in a normal market. Okay. Uh, we're seeing two changes a day. <laughs> it's like um, the tide. It's like yes, a tide change. It's, yeah, it's a tide change. <laughs> Tide's coming out. Tide's coming in. But we've been seeing, you know, some days we'll have two two changes, and basically, um, it's so hard to talk to somebody and basically explain that, yeah, rates are, are not where we want them to be. We just want normalization. And what I mean by that is we just want it to be where you can get an easy quote with no points. And right now that the, the, the volatility, the in mortgage investors are pricing it so that you almost have to charge a point just to get a, uh, a rate. Okay. And that rate could be seven, seven and a quarter, you know, so it's just, it's, it's a very, very tough time right now. Um, and what we're seeing is, you know, the demand is still there, but I have so many people that are just sitting on the sidelines now. Okay. Um, doing much two, one buy downs. And I mean, that's the big thing now, two, one buy downs or arm loans, or what are you seeing? So, so seeing a big trend towards arms, uh, everybody's saying, well, what about a seven year arm? So we have a seven year arm that we have at the bank that is competitive for today's rates and we know and hope that you'll be out of that and you know within the next two years yeah uh the feeling is is that rates are not coming down no anytime soon not not soon uh that we're going to probably level out if if the trajectory of raising rates by the fed continues as it has been so we're going to probably see a a half to three quarters in november and we're probably going to see a half in December. Okay. Okay. So we're going to see another raise in the prime rate, which is now uh, seven and a quarter. I mean, six and a quarter. So that's going to go up to seven and a half percent. So that will be a, 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 that'll be, you know, and and they're hoping that that kind of levels out after that. Hopefully they're going to sit back. But what they're trying to do is they're trying to break the market. They're trying to break the employment string the employment record that we have going so one of the biggest things that we're going to see next week is it's going to be the first quarter i mean uh, the third quarter 
the gross domestic product, and we've talked about this, okay, okay? Yep. the GDP determines whether we are in a recession or not. And as I talked about it many times back in June when it came out, we had two consecutive quarters where the GDP was actually uh, in the negative. And that signals a recession. But then they came out and they said, well, we're not really in a recession. Not a, you know, we're not in a recession. So this will be a very, very big um, number. And this comes out on Thursday. And this is going to drive kind of a lot of, I think, people are going to look at it closer than they have before. But they're estimating that it's going to be an increase of 2.4%. Last time it came out, it was negative 0.6. 0.6. Okay. Okay. So it's going to be about a 3% swing. If it's that big of a swing, we we will definitely see some more interest rate hikes. Uh, the feel is that the uh, 30-year fixed are going to hover around 75 to 8% for the next, um, you know, probably the next 9, 10 months. So I think once we hit a plateau, once it stops rising, you're going to see a tremendous amount of people sit on the sidelines. Hmm. We're going to talk about that number of where's that, uh, in my mind, breaking point or some things in strategy for with buyer sellers and a whole market and such like that. So we're going to talk about that. Hey, we want to hear from you, though. Hey, 301-694-9363. You can call in with your questions for Terry and I, or you can go ahead and text it in. Our producer here will go ahead and get that to us, and we'll answer that as well if you don't want to be on the air and have thousands of people listen to what you're having to say. But we do want to hear it. I know others do too because, Terry, the bottom line is most people are thinking the same thing out there. It's like the kids in the classroom. Who's going to ask the question first, right? you got 30 kids. The teacher's talking. It gets complex. They're talking about all kinds of subjects and things like that. And then all of a sudden, they and then nobody wants to raise their hand. Nobody wants to speak up. But yet all everybody's sitting there thinking, does the person next to me, do they know he's talking? Do we know what's going on? Like, what about this? What about that? And nobody wants to ask it. But, dude, I don't know about you, Terry, but I was the kid. I asked all the questions. In fact, I fought back I can, on all of them. I can see that. Can you see I that? I can see that. There's I was like, no I'm doubt. the one who fought the teacher and said, I think that's wrong. I'm going to challenge you. I'm going to do my research. I know we don't have Google because we're in the 70s. But, hey, we're going <laughs> to. I'm going to go to the principal and ask him because I don't trust you right now. So here's what we want to do. We, we Terry, we've always said it. If there's something we don't know that you're wondering about or you have a question about, we're going to look it up. We're going to find the answers for you and all that, but we'd love to hear your stories. I like to hear what people are experiencing, how they think and feel about it and and all that good stuff, and especially off our past programs. Terry, I find that a lot of people go in the past programs on WFMD um, and they actually find out when they start listening. I get people all the time, as you know, they'll say, Mm -hmm. I'll listen to some of your programs. I listen when I'm driving or whatever. And that sparks a lot of interest and questions and concerns or thoughts and what should I do and all that. So everybody wants to know if we're all sitting on the sidelines for a minute or not everybody, but most people, what are we going to do going forward? So, all right, life on the streets. I talked a little bit about a failed septic system. Woo! Hadn't had that fun stuff in a while. Haven't had to. uh, Hasn't been part of a contract in a long time. Yeah, but this was. And the bad part of it is I had two conflicting ideas. The person who installed it insisted that the county signed off on it and it's fine and there's no big deal. And if it's not backing up in your house and it's not a septic outbreak in your yard, then it's fine. And then I had the people that went out there and double-checked the chambers. It was a BAT system. So it has the double-chamber system and all that. And, and, and what, is, checking- what does BAT system 
Oh, the best alternative system, the bat, the, the bat. best available, the best available. Yes, the best available yeah. technology. Technology, and we don't see that as much because that law they kind of went away with all the requirements and all this and chilled out on some of it. But down on the bay, some of that stuff still exists and all that, and that's where yes, it needs it, to be. And, and that's why I know what a bat system is because you got because one. I, you had to put one in at thirty thousand dollars, yes, forty thousand dollars. That's why I, I could have bought a bass boat for that and been out on the bay fishing rather than my septic system getting fixed. Right. Absolutely. You're still bitter about it. I still. I know I you still, are. It, I can't turn that page. Don't worry. That house went up in value $300,000. You're fine. <laughs> yeah. After I sold it. <laughs> after you sold it. All right. You all know that's the word. <laughs> now there's the truth of what's wrong. All right. So here's the thing. Um, we finally, two conflicting ideas. I, Your Honor, will show up to the scene. I ain't saying a word. I ain't challenging nobody. I ain't telling nobody they don't know what to do with their job because I don't want nobody mad at me. So the bottom line is this. Sour was cool. They're like, all right, we're just going to dig it up. So we had a company come in, and the, the inspection company, they came in, dug it up, and realized, uh-oh, yep, the pipe had broken off from the baffle because it sank down. And that was just, I don't know, you can call it an act of God or whatever, and they didn't put enough stone in or this happened. It doesn't matter. Bottom line is this. Nothing bad happened. The good news is for $900, guess what? They fixed they the problem. They fixed the problem. We got a new PVC pipe in from the inlet to the outlet, and this is done, and that's done, and we're all finished, and, you know, everybody's all happy. The other agent's happy. The buyers are happy. The lending world, the, the buyer's lender who they're using, they're going to be happy, right? Right. They got a right. clean bill of health. Can, can yeah. I just ask a question? Yeah. How did that company know that there was something wrong? Because exactly what you said is, most septic tests are visual on whether oh, there's... Oh, yeah. They looked in the double chambers, and they realized the one was functioning the right way, and the other one was way, way too clear of water that you could swim in that part of the septic tank, <laughs> no pun intended, okay. and not get dirty. And they were like this. They shined it in. They're like, there's something wrong in between these, because this would never look like this ever if it was correct. So did a they go in there with a did it. visual with yeah. a camera? Did they send a no, camera down? No, no, no. They just had to look through the chamber and look into the, the watercolor in the second chamber, and they knew right away that this isn't right. It's not even draining the fields correctly. It's not even – it's not correct. Something's and wrong. That's interesting because that, because yeah. most situations – Oh, yeah, you have to do dye tests and camera yes. tests yes. and all this other crazy stuff yes. or just start digging it up to see where the problem is. But they knew where the problem was immediately, and I was standing there, and they dug it up with a little baby backhoe, and they had it dug up within like 10 minutes and shoveled out, and boom, there's the problem. So there you go. Wow. So Yeah, everybody was all happy. And there's my seller standing there. On the edge of their septic system, not falling in. <laughs> and they're sitting there going, oh, glad we didn't have a problem. Thanks wow. for fixing this. Here's your wow. money. So it's all good. But that kind of stuff happens, you know. And then I had another one, um, Terry, where we had this last week. I had a buyer that on a referral. They're buying a place out in Virginia. And it was a flip house, beautiful house, like $600,000 home. And everything looked good. And they loved it. And they've been looking for a while. We've been looking in Pennsylvania. We've been looking in West Virginia, all over the place. And long story short, after literally a year, we get an offer. They get an offer accepted, okay? And everything looked fine. I wasn't at the inspection. The other the other agency that I referred it out to that it's way out there in West Virginia. It's an hour and a half away. They go to the inspection, hold on yards. The next thing I know, he calls me and says, oh, man, um, you know, there's some things on the list. There's actually, you know, there's there's a couple concerns here and there, but nothing that can't be fixed and done. It's a flip home. And uh, but the the radon failed, and the seller, the buyers are pretty concerned. It was at thirty five, and as oh, we that's know, that's a huge number. 
Uh, yeah, it is. It's pretty high. 4.0 or under is passing. 4.0 EPA deemed is unsafe and it's failing and you could get lung cancer and die. And um, But by the way, there's people that live in their basements with high elevated concentration of radon and they never died. But you can. You never know. They never get sick. They never get sick from it. They don't get cancer. No, none of it. But this came back at 35, rightly so. A little bit of concern. But what's the fix? What's the fix when a radon... By the way, 8 out of 10 radon... By the way, every home has radon in it. Eight out of ten homes fail if you don't have a radon system in it. All the new homes and new construction, what would you say? Last ten years, I'd say, pretty much. But the last ten years, that's been standard to put a radon system in brand new builds. So it's already going to be in there. Mm -hmm. Whether it's an active system or passive, it doesn't matter. It's in there. Active is when you have a fan on it, which that's the proper best ultimate way to do it. Well, this place didn't have it. It's a 20-year-old house, whatever. It fails. And, of course, the fix is what? You put a remediation radon system in it. And what you do, because I have radon in my house that I live in, and we remediated it when we moved in 29 years ago, is basically what you do is you drill a hole into the foundation the floor of the foundation, you put a fan in, and then you put a tube that goes outside that basically brings the, uh, you know, brings the air from underneath the foundation and takes it outside and it never gets in the house. Very, very tiny bit gets in the house. Yeah. So there you go. So the bottom line is it's $1,600 on an average to put an active radon remediation system in. It could be a little bit more if you don't have a sump pump, if they have to drill a new hole in it and your foundation, all that kind of stuff like that. Um, uh, but condos, we don't do them with them. People ask us. We don't do it. Condos do not get radon remediation systems placed in them, okay? Um, that's the one exception with Montgomery County. As we know, Montgomery County requires before you sell a house, you must have a radon test done and give those results to the buyer. But oh, really? Yeah. Oh, Montgomery yeah. County? That's a nor- okay. oh, it's law. You got to do it. And if you don't, you better do it. So you got to do it before settlement. And they have a choice if it fails to get it remediated or not, or you negotiate it out. But the, but the onus is on the seller to give that information in Montgomery County. Uh, all that. And I'm getting ready to do one now. Right now in Burtonsville, I'm getting ready to sell a house in two weeks. And I said to the sellers, you need to put, you need to do a radon test. You don't have a radon system in here. And they're like, okay. So I'm like, here you go. You can, you know, you can call a company. You can, you got to do it. You got to do this. And we got to get the results. So I actually have one of those electronic ones. I, it was about a hundred bucks. And I actually have one that I like to leave at people's homes. And it's pretty accurate. I've actually tested it versus the quote unquote, the kits that you can send in from right. Home Depot or Lowe's and get that right. back. That's 40 bucks. Or you can have a professional do it. And it's anywhere from a hundred to $175. Or I can bring my little device and I've done the professional one and I've compared both and they've been so close together so my little device i got i like it it's pretty close but i don't go i don't like use it as uh gospel if you will you know because we want the inspections and then people to do their own but it's about 1600 bucks to do that um so that's that all right one of our listeners i don't know who but you're out there you had texted in here's the question get ready terry we're gonna go ahead and do this question you ready we got like eight, eight or nine minutes left here we go if you knew you had to move next spring would you sell now or would you wait? Mm. And would the price point of the home affect your decision? Wow, good question. That's if you knew question. you had to move next spring, okay. Next spring to us is weird though, Terry. We're weird people. Most people think next spring is when the flowers are blooming. I think of spring January 2nd. 
Because yes. that's the official start of the real estate spring market and when buyers are getting more in the game and getting ready to want to do stuff and all that, which is, by the way, less than two months away. So we're about two and a half months away. All right. So next spring, I get it. Next spring, we're talking probably March, April, maybe, mm-hmm. or something like that. Um, would you sell now or would you wait? Okay. Um, I think that's a that's a great question, number one. Um, yes, your price point is definitely a big factor in what's going on in the market, okay? All price point factors are, we have to look at, I do this every month, I break down every $100,000 increments. I look at every single price point, 100 to 200, 200 to 3, 3 to 4, and all the way up. Um, like we've said, $700,000 is an average. 700 and above cracks first, an economy that's going down, a real estate market that's changing, all that stuff like that. Typically, the, the higher you are, the, the faster you fall, if you will, okay? So if it depends on your price point first and foremost as far as what's how much inventory is there, what's around you, and, and what's selling, what's still selling in that price point, what's not. Okay, mm-hmm. no matter what. That would be my first thought as far as, far as that. But I'm just going to – and if you're in a low price point, which we, we would call a rent payment mortgage or lower. Well, now the average rent payment, if we're at 2200 a month, and now, Terry, with the higher interest rates, if we back into that and find what's that selling floor, if you call it, what does that look like? Well, that used to be 300000 and under, right? But mm-hmm. three three fifty and under – was where I would say is an average mortgage amount that is a rent payment, if you will. So do you want to pay rent or do you want to own a house for $300,000 and it's the same exact thing, if you will? Well, now that interest rates aren't 3 or 4%, but they're at 7 and 7.5%, and what would you guess would be that price of a house that's equal now to a rent payment? Probably going to be uh, a lot less than the three hundred thousand. You're yeah. probably in the two fifty range. Yeah, two twenty five, two fifty, two twenty five, two, and and that's almost like a unicorn trying to find a <laughs> a house that's yeah. you know in today's market that's two twenty five or two fifty. So, yeah, it, I mean it, and I've said it a hundred times on the show. You know what we're seeing is just so crazy and 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 not normal. Um, and so I think the question is, is a lot of people are asking me where are rates going to be next spring? Yeah, right. People are saying, should I buy now or should I wait? And, and I mean, usually I'm really on top of this. And usually I have a very strong opinion. We're getting ready to flip a coin now, aren't we? But we're, we're in the coin flip. <laughs> we're in the coin we flip. We crossed over to the coin flip side. But, but, but I think the person that, that asked this question is, is wondering, is there a house? And, and if I'm trying to decide whether to sell today or next spring my first question is can i get more next spring or can i get or am i going to get less next right. spring well if is there going to be depreciation or depends yeah. well no one has a crystal ball but 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 here's the thing it's all about inventory and if we see inventory stay where we're at or only go up a little bit more and buyer demand is matching that because the buyer demand dictates inventory in which way we go. So as inventory goes up or down, that is the litmus test for buyer demand ultimately, mm-hmm. right? So as we pay attention to that month over month over month, that right there is going to be um, the biggest indicator as far as that. Now, if this person has a home that's under, I'm going to say probably three fifty dollars or $400,000, if they do, a property under that, 
you have a very good chance that it's going to go up in value or stay at value where we're at now. Mm-hmm. You got a pretty good chance it's probably going to be worst case scenario leveled off or go up a couple percent or so maybe. If you're in the five, six, seven hundred thousand dollars and above range, okay. Um, now we may need to talk about you might want to sell now or get okay. ready to. But here's the thing. The next question I have for this uh, person is where are you going? Are you going to downsize, upsize? Are you going out of the area? Are you going to rent? Like what is your strategy if you have to sell in the springtime? That would be something I would need to know because that's going to help dictate a piece of the puzzle that, that's really important. So here's what I say to that listener. My information is at the end. Give me a call. I'd love to meet with you. And I'll give you my other thoughts on what, based on what I know exactly you have and what your goals are. And I'll be able to tailor a better answer to that, probably more than what's broad across the board that we just did. But I do, I do hope that helps you out, and I appreciate your question. We love this. This is awesome, getting this kind of stuff from all of you. Yeah, because because let's talk about today versus a year ago, you know, September last year and September this year. Okay. You know, the, the National Association of Realtors came out, and they said that, you know, sales are down 24% yes, from last year. Yes, which is scary. Uh, the other number that... that that popped up was that uh, first-time home buyers, three in ten homes that are being sold are first-time home buyers. So those numbers have changed a little bit, and those numbers are up from last year as well. So I always think that you know in the spring there is always demand in the spring. Oh yeah, there's, there's going to be more all, demand. So, so you're going to th- be there fine. will be more demand. So if you hold off till. Next spring, I think you're going to be okay. That's a great point. The demand is naturally going to be higher. The only thing that could that could crush buyer demand would be if interest rates go up and it like let's say we get to like eight and a half or nine percent by eight, my by uh, February. Terry just had a heart attack over. There. Does anybody want to call nine one one? He let's just had a heart attack that. at the end of the program. Let's Sorry. not say that. Let's not do that. You have had that. Let's not I've go had, there. I've been there. Okay, Mr. Powell, don't raise rates. Terry needs to stay with me every week here, okay? And his wife needs him and his kids and all the people out there that need money. But here's the thing. Terry, seriously, Terry, last thing on the end of our program coming up. Um, if, 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 in fact, if interest rates, I believe, cross over 8, and I'm going to have to talk about this next week. If interest rates by the spring market get to 8 or 8.5, I do believe we will see a massive slowdown of of buyer demand only because of affordability. Or the demand will just be with the lower homes. It's going to be the 300000 under. If you own one of those puppies, sell them all because those are going to be the hottest things on the block, you know? Um, so last thing, we got one more minute. Do a pre-home inspection. Uh, this is something I have my sellers a little bit now more than ever doing, and they're agreeing to it. We're doing pre-home inspections to make sure that these buyers that are acting a little crazy about them – do not eat you alive trying to negotiate it out, okay? And so you can fix things, get them done, and all that. I'm getting ready to list a home today in Myersville and Stottlemyre Road. They did everything I asked them to do. This house is perfect, 425000 It's going to be great. So um, we're getting ready to do that today and get it going for this week and all that stuff. So here it is next week. Let me get your appetite going, Terry. Next week, I'm going to talk about what are the three most absolute crucial seller strategies that sellers absolutely better do and if they don't, they are going to find themselves feeling a lot of hurt and pain. Take care. Thanks for tuning in your Frank Real Estate Update. We'll see you next week now. Have a good weekend.
Looking to purchase a home or refinance your existing mortgage? If so, Lawyer Signature Settlements is here to assist you with that process. Lawyer Signature Settlements is a local attorney-owned title company with over 100 years of combined experience conveniently located in Frederick, Maryland. We are licensed to conduct closings in the states of Maryland, Pennsylvania, Virginia, and West Virginia. With two attorneys on staff here at Lawyer Signature Settlements, we ensure the most thorough review process paired with affordable rates, accommodating scheduling, and outstanding customer service. So next time you need to place your signature on closing documents, call Lawyer Signature Settlements at 301-695-1235 or visit us on the web at www.signaturesettlements.com. We hope to see you at the closing table. Hello, this is Terry Kernan with Presidential Bank Mortgage in downtown Frederick. And the best way to reach me always is on my cell phone at 301-639-9244, 301-639-9244. Or you can always email me at tkernan at presidential.com. And this is Darren Ahern from REMAX Results. You can reach me anytime, 240-344-1713. Again, it's 240-344-1713 or at DarrenAhern at gmail.com. Thanks so much for tuning in to your Frederick Real Estate Update. We will see you each and every Saturday right here on WFMD at 11 o'clock.